Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, and inchworms confused by the metric system, <laughs> we're back! Live from the second floor of Wells Hall in the beautiful Michi Michigan State University campus. It's Thursday at 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. It's tea with BBP! Yay! Hello everyone, I'm your host, BBP, a.k.a. Bill Van Patten, international superstar and diva of SLA. Welcome to the second season of our show. We need like we need like sound effects. Ding 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 and all I don't know yep, what like yep, little fanfares and mm -hmm. stuff. With me are my co-hosts, the lovely and talented dynamic duo, Angelica Kramer and Walter Hopkins. Yeah, I like it. Say hi. Hi everybody. Hello. Hey. It's great to be back. Indeed it is. It oh indeed I said indeed. What's wrong with indeed? What's wrong with oh because someone was counting indeed, the yeah. number of times you say indeed. Okay, well, we just said it ten times. Talk about frequency and the input. <laughs> 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 and before I forget, I just want to say we have a guest in the studio today behind the glass wall there with Dustin and and Luca and uh, uh, Dan. Uh, we're gonna give a shout out to Darren Way, who's visiting all the way from St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Yay. He drove in just to see our show live. Fantastic! He's a great guy. Mm -hmm. um, we might maybe we'll and drag he's got him in. Two T with B pins on. Maybe we'll. Yeah, he has two. He has what? Two T with BVP pins. Um, I don't know if that. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> but I'm. I'm glad he. Double glad he's got him on. He's a he's double fan. Okay, so <laughs> I can't. I, I just can't believe we're here for another season. Like you think people would have gotten used to our antics by now, or the jig is up, or something. But you know, <laughs> it's like that Wizard of Oz thing: pull the curtain. <laughs> no, don't pull the curtain. We don't want to see what's behind there. We don't want anybody to know what we're really doing in here. And I can't. I can't believe. I can't believe the summer's over. You guys. Oh, it's not over yet. It is. No, we're it's not. Yes. No, we're no, no. It's over. Classes. It is over. It's what over. is wrong with you people? It is. I mean, I'm still in shorts, but I mean, we are literally about to start classes. It's over. <sighs> it's over. So All sad. right. We haven't even started. And guess what, everybody? I'm so tired. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. All right. Anyway, but I did have a, I did have a pretty good summer. Ask me what I did. What did you do? I did lots of things. Like what? Well, one of my favorite things I did this summer, I'm going to give a big shout out to the IFLT, mm. the International Forum on Language Teaching. I went and gave, uh, I guess it's the keynote or the plenary, what it was called, the, the opening morning session. And I had the best time there. What a great group of people. About 500 teachers and organizers there. And uh, Steve Krashen was there. We did a, uh, uh, not a round table because there was only two of us. Like it was two, it was like, being with Zach Galifianakis, two guys with a fern in between or something. We were on stage together with two chairs. Um, and then I did the plenary in the morning. It was really fun. And then I sat in on this really, really neat intro session to TPRS with the all-star teacher, Katya Pokova, who um, I did Russian for an hour with her. Huh. And then went back the next day and did the follow-up thing. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. I, you, you guys have to go next time. I think so what did you learn? Oh, I learned all kinds of stuff like, um, let, let's see, I'll say a hachu vodka martini, which means I want a vodka martini. 
Of course. Hachut Kupit, vodka martini, uh, Bette Midler, which means I want to buy a vodka martini for Bette Midler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, That's going to yeah. come I, in handy. Anyway, I so, mean. Yeah, it's going to come in handy because, you know, at the Bellagio. So anyway, so the best time. So if anybody out there gets a chance to go to the IFLT next summer, you should sign up and go. All right. Are we done? Are we, are we do- what, what would you guys do this summer? I took students to Germany. And how'd it go? Well, actually, considering that they were incoming freshmen, um, so just graduated high school Incoming. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. They were good. Yeah? Yep. It was fun. Okay. Was did you, did you teach something? Freshman seminars abroad? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Freshman seminar, 29 students. I taught uh, the, the German fairy tale tradition. Oh, wow. Did you dress up like in Cinderella or something? Or <laughs> <laughs> were you one of the Grimm sisters? Or <laughs> what do you do? I mean, what do you do? Who was yeah, that guy, that no language teacher used to dress up. up in the costumes? What was that guy? Rassius. Remember the Rassius method? He would dress up in those oh, weird costumes. Co- yeah, it's, there's so many <laughs> methods out there anyway. How about you, Walter? I actually traveled with students also, and I went to a lovely island called Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. Zika boy. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, BVP. You're a funny, funny guy. No, it went well. We had a great group, great group of students, and then even better than that, I got to enjoy some lovely time of vacation afterwards with my lovely family. So it was oh, great. I, I am so envious of the two. I did not make it out of East Lansing all summer, except oh, for the man. two conferences yeah. I went to. So I mean, those were nice. I really enjoyed myself, but still, I need a vacation. Mm-hmm. I do. Me too. Well, should we talk about this this season? We should talk about our show and yeah. stuff. Can I give a shout out? Give a shout out. I want a shout out to. Bill Van Patten and I are in the process of leading orientation with all of the new TAs and instructors for our language program. And they are listening live, not in our room here, but they are listening in Wells Hall B342. So shout out to all of our new TAs and instructors. Yay. Yay. I was going to shout them out later, but I'm glad you did it oh, up okay. front. That's oh, good. Sorry. Come get. So we're going to call. We're, we're, we better get at least a phone call from a handful of those people in that room. So Matt's in charge of, uh, of uh, leading them through discussions and stuff. So. All right. Oh, it, it, before I talk a little bit about some of the uh, changes in the show and what we're doing this season, do you want to hear the great news? Yeah. Do, you wanna, do we have a drum roll? Where, where's our sound effects guy? Uh, we need a sound effects guy. Okay, there's our drum roll. God, we're so we're so low budget here. We just <laughs> drum our fingers <laughs> on the table. It's like, okay. Um, we, we have now passed over 50,000 plays on SoundCloud uh, through our show. Wow. 50,000. That's pretty good, don't you think? That's awesome. That's yep. a lot that's of people. News. That's a lot of people downloading and listening. We have emails from people who said they binge listened this summer. And we had people who said they listened again because they wanted to go back and, and, and see what some of the things we talked about were. So that's great. So we're really happy. So thanks, everybody out there, for supporting us. Thank you for listening. And thanks for being a part of our show. Thanks for calling in. And we know you're all going to call in today. We started today, by the way, even though Walter and I are in the middle of orientation. I was like to say in the throes of orientation with those fabulous people that that Walter was talking about earlier. Um, we wanted to go ahead and start this week because we know that a lot of people aren't back to school yet and might have some time to listen live and call in because sometimes they don't because they're teaching or they have a job or something. So hopefully there's a lot of live listeners out there and they're going to call in. Now let's talk about some of the fun things we're going to do. We have some we have some changes coming up in our format, right? What are the changes? Are you going to tell us? Yeah, guess what? We're going to start them today. We're not waiting till next week. The first is for the first change. Instead of a challenge quiz, SLA challenge quiz, we're going to have an SLA challenge question. 
So the way this works is I'm going to actually say the question at some point during the show, and then people are gonna have, I'll give them 10 minutes to call in. The first person who calls in with the answer, because Dustin is taking the phone calls, the first person who calls in with the answer um, will come on the air, give the answer, and will win a prize. Nice. So it's gonna be a competition to get to the phone. So you're gonna get the question up front, and then you call in with the, with the answer. And then we also have the same thing. We have the Diva Challenge question. So at one point, I'll throw that one out. Maybe I'll throw them out together, and then people can just call in, fight for the phone lines. And if they answer the Diva Challenge question correctly, that person gets a prize. So what do you think? Sounds good. That'd be good. So. Yep. Yeah, so that way we get a little more time for people to, to call. Don't have to listen in. to you nearly as much. <laughs> I mean, you know, your questions were long sometimes. Oh, sorry. Scratch that. Oh, I wish this were TV so people could see the evil lies I'm giving you right now. <laughs> All right, so speaking of calling in, um, if you want to call in today to talk about something, I'm going to give, well, I'm going to talk about a topic in a minute, but um, the number to reach us at is 517 884 Four three two one again. That's five one seven eight eight four four three two one. All our newbies in orientation, write that number down. Five one seven eight eight four four three two one. Dustin is on the phone lines waiting for your call. You're gonna get that that uh, beautiful radio voice of his when he answers the phone. You can also tweet us if you want, but we prefer for you to call in. You can even email us if you have to at twithbvp at gmail.com. Uh, Angelica, as usual, will be on Mixler looking for people saying things on there and see what issues come up. But remember, we say this every time, we're only a call-in talk show if you call in and talk to us. So don't be shy. Put down that bowl of Orville Redenbacher popcorn and and pick up the phone and dial. What's the number, Walter? 1-800-876-5353. Oh, no, that's a number for unsolved mysteries. Uh, 517-884-4321. Yeah. God, you had me so confused there for a minute. I thought I was doing another show. <laughs> Maybe I was on the Rush Limbaugh show or something. I don't know. Gosh. Okay, we don't actually have a topic for today, um, but what I'd like to do is plant a topic that I hope during the season we weave into the fabric for our discussion over and through and around and all the topics. Over the river and through the woods? Mm, just over the river. Okay. No through the woods. You know, I don't want any acorns falling on my head. I'll be like Chicken Little, the sky's falling. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna have this overarching topic at least I hope, I hope we do. Um, and the topic's this. You ready for it? Yeah. Ready. Okay. Now, because this is the one that, that has a lot of consternation in it. But I think it's, a, it's an important topic. Um, we have, at this point in time, in 2016, we have lots of evidence that at their core, C-O-R-E, like Apple Core, at their core, first and second language acquisition are fundamentally similar, if not fundamentally the same. They share the same kind of data set, input, the same kind of internal mechanisms that guide language and shape language in the mind-brain, and they exhibit similar patterns of development over time and, and a bunch of other things. So there's a lot of things that, that they have in common that, that would make one conclude that there's something fundamentally similar about first and second language acquisition. However, second language acquisition and first language acquisition are different in what fundamental way? Outcome. 
right? So why all first language learners sort of converge on the same language and become native speakers, most second language learners never become native speakers and never become native-like. In fact, they're all over the place in terms of their uh, ability with language and their knowledge. Now, I don't want to use the show to debate or discuss why the outcomes are different. Why do we get one outcome for first language acquisition and one outcome for second language acquisition if at their core they're fundamentally the same? I mean, those issues, anybody can call in, they're free to bring those issues up they want. I'm not going to bring them up right now. But what I want to ask is this, since we like to talk about language teaching and talk to language teachers. My question is this. Why does language teaching insist, and I think it does insist, on treating first and second language acquisition as completely different via the practices we engage in? What does the language profession overall, what is it that we as a language profession deep down believe about the nature of second language acquisition and how does this inform our practice? I think that's a really important thing for us to keep in mind throughout the year. So, <clears throat> so that's gonna be my topic off and on for the season. So if you wanna get in on this, if you wanna talk, jump into that today already, or if you wanna bring up a topic you think might be related, and believe me, I'm really good at taking all the topics and relating them to the central topic. Um, so if you wanna get in on that, <clears throat> or you want to talk about anything else, the number to reach us at is, Walter? 517-884-4321. Again, Angelica, that's? 517-884-4321. Great. Okay, so if you don't have that number memorized by now, I don't know what's going on. Okay, we also have two new features for our show. Two new features. Yes, two new features. Exciting, dun, dun, dun. right? Isn't it exciting? Yeah. Okay. One involves Walter, one involves Angelica. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have Walter's read of the week and we have Angelica's quote of the week. Who sh who wants to go first? Walter. Walter. Okay, what Walter's going to do every week, Walter's going to do a, uh, a read of the week, which is a very short one to two minute thing um, in which he talks about a reading he's come across, an article or a book or something that he thinks might be of interest to our audience. Right, Walter? Do I have to? Yes, you do. <laughs> you won't get dessert if you don't do that. Does that mean I have to read something? Yes. You oh, do. okay. You have to read something. All right. So tell us. You got two minutes. Go. Okay, here we go. So. I was prepared, and uh, I'm taking a look at the Foreign Language Annals, Volume 49, Number 2, Summer 2016. So it just came out this summer, put out by the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. Yay, big shout out to ACTFL. ACTFL. And it's actually the very first article, and it happens to mention Michigan State University, along with several other universities, but it's called Listening and Reading Proficiency Levels of College Students, and it's written by Evan Schoener. Did I say it right? Do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Close, close enough. And he works at the Universität Leipzig. Uh-huh, only How'd that this is in German. Okay, say it for me. Universität Leipzig. There you go. Yours almost sounded like Spanish. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't tell what it was doing. I thought it was Portuguese. I didn't right? know what it was. Klingon. Are you speaking Klingon over there, Walter? Speaking Walter? Klingon. So shout out to Erwin Schöner. Did I say it right? Erwin Schöner. Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah. We love Erwin. At Leipzig. At Leipzig. And basically, this article uh, takes a look at uh, a number of well, a, a bunch of data that, that was collected at I think uh, 21 different universities and colleges across the United States, 
And here's what it says. So the results show that while – this is from the abstract – that show that while listening proficiency appears to develop more slowly, advanced levels of reading proficiency appear to be attainable for college majors at graduation. And it goes on to say the article examines the relationship between listening and reading proficiency and suggests reasons for the apparent disconnect between listening and reading, particularly for some languages and at lower proficiency levels. So interesting read. Yeah. I, I recommend I, it. I like that too because we often talk about proficiency in terms of speaking and interaction. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, we have to for lots of reasons, right? So it's nice to have something featured that's about the the. Uh, comprehension skills, right? The the interpretive side of communication, listening and reading. So that's great. Good, good for good for Irvin. So it's on. It's the very first article, page two hundred one. Go ahead and read it. Foreign language annals from this summer. Thank you, Walter. Well, well you're very welcome. Done. All well right. Done. <coughs> okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is before Angelica gives her quote of the week, I'm going to go ahead and toss out now. I'm going to do it early because we want to see how this works. I'm going to toss out the SLA challenge question. And we're going to give you, it is 317. So by the time I get done with this, it'll be 318. You'll have 10 minutes to call in and answer the question. Okay, so here's the question. What publication and by whom, so you have to give the publication and the author, in 1967 launched the hypothesis that first and second language acquisition involve the same underlying processes. You see how I brought mm -hmm. that into the topic? I you like. did. That okay, was again, I'll repeat well the question. I'll repeat the question. What publication and by whom in 1967 launched the hypothesis that first and second language acquisition involve the same underlying processes? Okay, you have till 327, 328, to call in and answer that and get a prize. Okay, here we go. Um, Angelica, uh, Angelica, give us your quote real quick and then I think we might take a caller. I think we've got some phone calls coming in, so. What's your quote of the week, Angelica? My quote of the week is from Larry Zellinger um, from his article, Interlanguage. Yay. That actually came out in when, you wanna guess? 1970 something. 1972. You're not guessing. You know it. 1972. Yes, absolutely. Uh, published in the International Review of Applied Linguistics. And here goes the quote. It has long seemed to me that one of our greatest difficulties in establishing a psychology of second language learning, which is relevant to the way people actually learn second languages, has been our inability to identify unambiguously the phenomena we wish to study. Ooh, that's a good quote. Yeah. Take I think that. I need to hear it again. It has long seemed to me that one of our greatest difficulties in establishing a psychology of second language learning, which is relevant to the way people actually learn second languages, has been our inability to identify unambiguously the phenomena we wish to study. Huh. And, you know, and that he said it's 1972. Yep. And it's 2016, and it's still true today. Right? People cannot agree on the nature of language. What we're going to measure, the nature of proficiency. How we're going to measure that? I mean, it's true. It's still true. That, that guy was prescient when he wrote that article in '72 about lots of things. Good quote. Thank you. And if anybody yep. wants to comment on that quote, um, please do when you call in. Okay, I think we have our first caller. Um, we have Meredith, who's calling from, I believe it's Hotlanta, Georgia. Meredith, are you calling from Hotlanta, Georgia? I am, and it's very hot down here. <laughs> hey, Meredith, how you doing? I am well. How are you? 
Good. Welcome to Tea with BVP. Tell us something fun before you ask us your question or tell us your comment. Something fun. Okay, this is fun for you, but not fun for me. We've been in school for three weeks. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. oh my That's God. no fun. I know. Well, you know, I did a thing for the Georgia the Atlanta Public Schools uh, several summers ago, or maybe it was three years ago. I can't remember, you know. Time flies when you're on Prozac. I can't remember anything right. anymore. <laughs> but um, and the the public schools had their thing for teachers like in the middle of July. Yeah, I remember going down there, and mm -hmm. I thought, my God! And they, and they said, "Well, that's because we start so early here." So anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. All right, Meredith. So what are, what are you calling about? Well, it's so funny because your quote spoke uh, directly to what I was going to say when you said uh, when you mentioned your topic. Um, it reminded me post or an article, I can't remember which one, I read the other day that was called The Curse of Knowledge, and it basically talked about how it, it becomes harder to teach our content, especially language, when we forget how little the students know about our content. So we have sort of that curse of, of knowing a lot about it, and we forget what it feels like to not know. So we do that thing where, you know, the list has 45 words, and we're doing Sarah and a star and all these kind of irrelevant things they don't care about. Uh, and and we forget what it's like to just go. Okay, I need three. I'm getting three words today. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all. Right. That's all I'm going to remember. And I think the same goes for second language acquisition. We we know so much of it that we I think we, we find it easy to move on and move too quickly and maybe make the vocabulary irrelevant and that kind of a thing. Um, and that quote was so perfect. There's so much debate about it and. And we do find it hard to relate to it if we haven't, especially if we haven't acquired additional languages recently. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know, I just, yeah, I was like, amen. It was called The Curse of Knowledge, I think, was the, was the article. I, I like that, The Curse of Knowledge, so that we, because yeah. we're so we advanced, we forget. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's why I brought up that, that, that um, little anecdote about my summer, Meredith, when I said I went to the okay. IFLT and sat in on that Russian session. Uh, for it was, it was a session to teach all the new, the people new to TPRS. Sure, um, sure, sure. What it's like, and it was just an eye opener for me because I, I, I knew, I knew da in Russian. That's oh, you know, that, and, that and vodka. I mean, those are the two <laughs> words I know, right? <laughs> Which is important. You know, I'm and, shaking my head. And so, and so, always. <laughs> no, and so, no, really. I mean, I'm assuming vodka is a Russian word. I'm, you know, I'm assuming. So, um, so, so I was in this Russian thing, this Russian session with with Katya. And to be a language learner again where you don't know anything, literally yes, nothing. Anything. And yeah. and then also watch how adept she was at making a scaffolding and making everything comprehensible sure. and making taking it accessible. Yeah, exactly. and having a very limited list of things that, that she wanted us to get out of the hour and be able to manipulate and do. It was just really, right. really good. So oh, I, I recommend that to everybody. I think I think the curse of she showed how you can overcome the curse of knowledge, as it were. Yeah, exactly. Well, I noticed it today. I mean, I realized Gwinnett County, I teach in Gwinnett County in Atlanta, and it's really, really diverse. I greeted students today. I was just reflecting on this before your show came on, so about 20 minutes ago or so. I thought, you know, that's funny. Throughout the hallways this morning, I greeted students in Arabic, Chinese, French, Vietnamese, Korean, Spanish, and English, which is all their native languages. You know, we have students from, we, we have 3,300 students in our school uh, from tens and tens of different countries and uh, it was really interesting and the students w who were teaching me Korean yesterday in class all I got was like yes no stop that because they they were saying it to each other and I said what are you saying to each other you know and they were like Hachima, you know stop that and then uh, one muttered annoying under his breath so he taught me annoying 
So after two days of Korean, all I know is stop that annoying yes and no, maybe okay. I think Adisa, I think is okay. And, uh, and it was such a funny experience because I thought, gosh, we do get the curse of knowledge. We get, oh, I'm good at languages. And then all of a sudden, you know, a 15 year old's going, no, it's like this, no more in your throat. Come on, Miss White, more, we're here. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying, Jason. <laughs> and we all, we all laughed because that two days and five words that I maybe have a command of, I would have to look back at my note card. So that, you know, it makes me kind of cater my lesson plans a little differently because I'm going, hmm, interesting. That was really hard. And here I'm throwing all this Spanish at them, you know, and it kind of, brings you back home, brings you back to square one. Okay, well, I'm going to take that, Meredith, and, and do a little hook here for our group our, our group on the third floor, our, our new TAs and instructors who are going through orientation with me and Walter and Matt. What you just said, remember what she just said about throwing all that Spanish and all that French at them. Remember, you've got to be comprehensible. You've got to slow it down. Absolutely. You've got to build from little to bigger. You can't start with mm-hmm. the, the big and... You've got, you've got a, it's, you have to scaffold, a lot of scaffolding going on. So that, I appreciate that, Meredith. Oh, absolutely. Well, and there were things that I could use right then. So I kept turning and I kept saying, okay, pretend like I haven't seen you today. I'm young, you know, like, hello. And they were like, okay, I'm young. You know, (laughs) it was so funny. They were laughing, but yeah, I had to, boy, I had to use it right away or else it was just, oh man, we need to slow down this Spanish, you know? So yeah, I think it's the curse of knowledge, I think. Well, there you go. We forget what it's like to be in our students' shoes. Well, thanks for that, Meredith. I think that's a lesson for all of us. I need to move on because we've got another caller coming in, and I think that I've got to remind everybody that they've got four minutes left on the SLA challenge question. Otherwise, Walter's going to have to answer it, and we don't want that to happen. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks, Meredith. You have a great day. Try to cool off. Thank you so much. You do. Get some ice water and go relax. (laughs) Bye, Meredith. Okay, bye-bye. Have a great day. Take care, Meredith. (laughs) Bye. Okay, I'm going to say the uh, SLA challenge question one more time before we take the next call. Here it is. Ready? What publication and by whom in 1967 launched the hypothesis that first and second language acquisition involved the same underlying processes? And here's a hint. We've talked about this publication during the first season. So there you go. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, we have another call. We have Karen from Denver, Colorado. Is Karen on the phone from Denver, Colorado? Hello. Hey, Karen, how you doing? I'm good. Welcome to Tea with BVP. Thank you. Well, you know I'm going to be in your neck of the woods uh, at the end of September. I know. I will be there at the CCFOT Fall Conference. Awesome. So you're going to Breckenridge. Good for you. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I am. It's only a couple hours away. Yeah, it's called Mild High Language Teaching, I'm going to call. I'm going to nickname my trip Mild High Language Teaching. (laughs) Nice. So, Karen, what are you calling about? What's up? I think I know the answer to the SLA challenge quiz, but Ooh. I'm not sure it goes all the way back to 1968. So there might be somebody before McLaughlin. Okay, so who do you so who do you think it is? I think it's Barry McLaughlin from that his research on second language acquisition. He did a lot with child psychology. Oh, uh, Karen, I love Barry McLaughlin. I know what you're talking about, but that's not the publication. All right. I couldn't find it all the way back to the uh, 60s, back to the 70s and 80s. Yeah, but... So there's somebody before him. But uh, I will, you know, but that's going to, you know, that what I'm trying to do, and I'm glad you brought up Barry McLaughlin, because what I'm trying to do with some of these challenge questions is let people know that second language acquisition has been around for a while. We've got some of these classic readings that people don't know them, and they're not that difficult to read, um, that founded the field, and some very profound things were said. And this, is, this 1967 publication is one of them. 
And all these things sort of launched the field and got us to revolutionize and rethink language acquisition and language teaching. Um, and Barry McLaughlin was one of those people as well. So I'm going to bring him up down the road sometime and throw him all in right. the mix. So I'm, I'm glad you reminded me about Barry McLaughlin. So, all right. Okay. Was that it? You're all done? right. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Was the, it. Okay, Karen. Well, we're going to, I'll tell you what, I feel bad for you. How about a coaster? Can we mail you at least no, a coaster? No, don't. This is the second time I've tried to answer an SLA challenge quiz and not gotten the right answer. So I, um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm in this. I'm going to get it right eventually. Okay. Love it. We love Determination. It. I, you know, we, we love people like you, right Karen. There. We love people who don't give up. So thank you. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Have a great bye, day. Karen. Bye-bye. That's fun. I l- I'm so excited about going to Colorado. Like, I see how excited. I just you just need to take a prize to Karen and give exactly. it to her when you're I'm in Colorado. Take, I'm take yes. Karen's. So write that down. Somebody put that down on my list of things to do. Put that so I can take. Who's take Bill's Karen secretary? Something. Can you take down no. that now, please? <laughs> I'll remember if I'm not having an Alice moment. I'll I'll, I'll remember. Does everybody know what an Alice moment is? Well, you've told us many Season times. One. Yes, we all know. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. Because he's having an Alice moment about telling us about his <laughs> Alice moments. You're giving you're giving me an Alice moment, Walter. I'm having a deja vu experience about you, <laughs> and it ain't a fun one. Okay, we have uh, a caller, Matt, from East Lansing. Oh wow, is Matt on the phone? Where's Matt? Uh, I'm right here. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's going pretty good. All of us uh, grad student TAs are basically awaiting your question. Oh, so it's Matt. So it's Matt from the the orientation group calling in. Great, Matt. So uh, what do you mean you're waiting for a question? I... Uh, we have an answer to the uh, to the uh, SLA question. Well, you, when you say we, now let's 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 lay some ground rules here, people. We don't give <laughs> out a present to all of you in that room that you're calling from. The person who calls oh, in, the person, who, <laughs> the person who calls, is the prize. <laughs> all right, Matt. So you have the answer. Let me let me rephrase the qu- let me say the question again, and then you can tell the answer. Ready? What publication and by whom in 1967? launched the hypothesis that first and second language acquisition involve the same underlying processes. Answer is, Matt? Uh, I, I believe it's The Significance of Learners' Errors by Pitt Quarter. S. Pitt Quarter. Ding, 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 nice. ding, Wow. God, there's those cheap sound effects again. We got to get on that, I'll tell you. <laughs> Matt, that's great. Yeah. Uh, laughing. <laughs> so can I ask you something, Matt? Yes. Did you already know that, or did you all in that room start to do a quick Google search after they heard the question? Uh, I did a quick Google search of that question. Well, good. This is and this is what we like. This is why we do it this way, so that people can use the tools at their disposal to learn something new. See, and guess so what? now the challenge for you, Matt, is to read that article. Well, no, there's no challenge for Matt because Matt will be reading that in about two weeks. So. Oh, okay, I'm about halfway through. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, then you stay on the line. Actually, well, yeah, stay on the line, and um, Dustin will get your information from you, and you will get a fab. What, what kind of prize are we going to give Matt for having the right answer? Can't just give him a coaster. Set of coasters? Well, for sure, a set of coasters. Maybe we'll throw in a... A, a back scratcher. <laughs> no, I don't, have, I don't have. I'm going to let you scratch his back. How's that? Maybe a button. What? A button? Okay. We're going to throw in a set of four coasters and a button. We want you to wear that oh, button proudly. Oh, perfect. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Matt. Uh, thank you. Okay. Encourage great. others to call. Yes. Yep. Bye, we Matt. We expect calls, more calls from that third floor. Great. 
Okay, maybe they're going to call in. I'm going to go ahead. Should I go ahead and give the diva question now? I think so. Yeah, I yes, think so. absolutely. This is an easy one. This one's so easy. So I'm sure Angelica will know easy. the answer. No, Walter won't. <laughs> Walter won't. I'm afraid I won't either. Okay, so here's the diva challenge question. Everybody I'm listen. I'm going to Google it. And you have 10 minutes to uh, call in with the answer for the diva challenge question. Which pop diva was known as the queen of disco? Which pop diva was known, notice the was, was known as the queen of disco? Okay. Did you know? Me, no, you guys no are. Idea. Stop Googling. You guys can't call us. <laughs> well, we're not going to call in, but I want to at least know. I looked it up. I found the answer. Sad thing I was Wait, not. Sad thing is I was around you found during disco. A answer. You well, don't know true. if it's the right answer. Here's the sad thing: was I was around during disco. You know that's that. You know what's interesting about disco? Disc. I realize now why I do what I do. Disco and the founding, the beginning of SLA were about the same time. Huh. I just had Mind that epiphany. Blown. That's why I love disco so much because disco and SLA came about about the same time. I am so excited I remembered that. I thought about that. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the phones are ringing off the hook here. We got another call coming in. Dustin, do we have another call coming in? Yes, we do. Dustin says with a nod of the head for those of you who can't see him through the glass. Uh, what do you call it? Partition. I'm having an Alice moment. The glass window. The thing there that separates us from, from Dan and Dustin and Luke and everybody else. We have Valerie from Oregon calling in. Um, Valerie, are you there on the phone? I am. Hey, Valerie. Welcome to Tea with BBP. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, I'm calling. Uh, you may remember I called a couple times last season first to get advice on how should I, what questions should I ask of grad school to make I sure that I remember that conversation with you yes how did, how, did yeah you, did and you so do it how did it I go? wanted to call and give you guys an update yeah well we like us. updates from our fans and our, our listeners go ahead okay well first off the grad school I got into is absolutely wonderful the the mess everything that we're learning is is great yeah so I feel yeah, good yeah. about that yeah and I also got into a fellows program, so I'm currently going to school to get my master's in education while also teaching. So I got a job, and during my interview, I used a suggestion you gave about how to make input comprehensible, and so that was great. And so I will be teaching sixth grade Spanish immersion. I'll actually be teaching social studies and language arts in Spanish um, starting Monday. Wow. Oh, good for Fantastic. you. Fantastic. So, yeah. so you must so be excited. So I just wanted to thank you guys for your support and your advice and let you know that, oh. that it worked and I got the job. Well, you know, that's what we're here for. That's why we started the show. We want to reach out to teachers. We like to talk to people like you. And we're glad that you could call in with a question that we could help you with. So if we yeah. were able to help you in some small way to realize some of your goals and your dreams, we are all smiling right now. You can't see us, but we are all smiling and very happy for you, Valerie. So good for you. Well, very good. Thank you. And so that's all I wanted to say. But thank you for your advice. And, and, and there you go. And feel free to call in any time during this year. Let us know how it's going. Just update us again okay. about how the job's going and uh, putting theory to practice and, and all that kind of stuff. We, we'd love to hear from you. So, okay. Well, great. Okay. Wonderful. Thank Have you. fun in Oregon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank Thanks you. for calling, Bye -bye. Valerie. Bye-bye.
Isn't that nice? I that's great. That just warms the cockles of my heart. It does. Excellent. What what what, what, what are the cockles of your heart, by the way? What are those? I don't know what cockles don't are. Have, Cockles. Are they cockles. have they have like chambers and veins. And what are cockles? I don't know. I don't remember that song. Was that song that nursery rhyme in English? I grew up bilingual, and half the time I don't know what I'm saying because half the time I was learning things in Spanish, half the time I was learning things in English. That one about selling the woman who was selling the mussels, I have cockles no and mussels, alive, about. alive, ho. I remember learning that in elementary school or something. Anyway, is it a boat? A small, shallow boat. I don't know. Cockle. Somebody, okay, we're going to challenge a, 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 a call in. We want somebody calling in to tell us what a cockle is. Look it up and tell us what a cockle is. An edible burrowing bivalve mollusk oh, with some a kind strong of, ribbed you shell. You have valves in your heart. So I don't know half of the words in what I just <laughs> said. I don't, well, there you go. She needs to take cockle. that thing with Irvin to get her reading comprehension yeah, up so she can understand cockle. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's about vocabulary, right? I can read, clearly, obviously. Clearly, you can read. Um, but I actually have a question for you, Bill. Okay. This is um, on Mixler. Um, when you just uh, read aloud your question, uh, the diva challenge question. Uh, don't every we got somebody's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not. I'm not going to answer it. Absolutely okay. not. But Professora Nielsen has a question for you. Which is? What diva just spent her 58th birthday in Cuba? What diva just spent her 50th birthday? 58th. 58th birthday in Cuba. What do you think? I have a subscription to People Magazine or something? How the heck do I know? <laughs> you don't know something you about pop culture? Diva. This is not no okay. Yeah, how ask, is this acceptable? Ask, ask me what child Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are on. I can answer that question. I can tell you the, the name of Michael Phelps' child. I could tell you all kinds of wow. things. But who the who the heck's going to Cuba at the age of 58? I haven't been to Cuba, and I'm... <laughs> you're wasting the pens. <laughs> I must give my age away, huh? You guys that would have been amazing, yeah. <laughs> Trying no, to coax that out of you. It's not going to happen. I have no. Who, who's who's that on Mixler? Professor Nielsen. Professor Nielsen. I'm sorry. I have no idea. But and you I, better call in and tell us the answer. She, yeah, Nielsen. I don't want to see it on Mixler. You better call in and tell us. <laughs> and if you call us, call in and tell us the answer. You'll get a coaster. Um, she's giving you a hint. Do you want a hint? Okay, give me a hint. She's from Michigan. She's from Michigan. Oh. Who's a diva from Michigan? Oh, come on. It'd be Madonna. Yeah. Madonna's from Michigan? From oh, Bay my God. Golly. What rock do you live under? <laughs> a pretty big one. <laughs> Even I know that. Well, I've only lived in Michigan for a very short period of time, okay, so fine. I haven't we'll focused you, on We'll cut you things. slack. Okay. Well, Sorry. me too, and I knew that. I knew that from, I knew that she was from Michigan back in the 80s when she first got started. Oh, well. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and take our next caller. We have Diane calling. I think Diane's calling from, is it South Carolina? Is that what, or is that Southern California? No, it's South Carolina. Diane, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. Hey, Diane. How's it going? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing? We're great here, as you can tell. Welcome to Tea with BVP. How are things going in South Carolina? Is it hot there, too, like Atlanta? Uh, yeah, very hot here. Ooh. How hot is it? <laughs> uh, I don't have a joke. I'm sorry. It's so hot. No, I don't know. It's very hot. It's in. It's not in the hundreds today, but it has been oh, okay. much all summer. Well, you take care of yourself. We don't want you to get heat stroke. Thank you. And are the schools Thanks. back in session there as well? Yeah, we've been in school just over a week. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. It's been good. It's been good. Well, good. All right, Dan. What are you calling about? What do you? What would you like to talk about? Um, I was going to try to answer the diva question. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're going to answer the diva question. Okay, so I shall, as we used to say in English, 
I shall repeat the question. Okay. So the audience, you know, because other people out there in the audience might be having an Alice moment. Which pop diva was known as the queen of disco? Answer is Diane. Uh, Donna Summer. Donna Summer. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yay. We got another set of coasters. And uh, what else is going out to Diane? Set of coasters and what? A what? surprise. And a surprise. Something else we're tossed in. You're going to get a set of coasters and a surprise with your coaster. So after huh? we hang, we're not going to hang up on you just yet. But when, don't forget to stay on the line for a bit so Dustin can get your information. I will. If it hasn't gotten it. So w do you know anything else about uh, Donna Summer? Do you know why I said was? Was known as the queen of disco? No, I don't know why. She died. No. She died uh, back in 2012 or 13? 12. 12. 2012. I'm reading her Wikipedia very, page very right now because I don't very, know Very, very, very sad. Very, very sad. <laughs> I did not know that, honestly, and I try to keep up on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so many of the greats are gone, I tell you. But anyway, so... Wow. Well, I'm glad for you. Thanks for calling with that, with that answer to that right. question. Okay, well, good. Um, right. Stay on the line, Thank and you. Dustin will get your information. Okay. Bye, Diane. Have fun. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. That was fun. I just, I'm, I'm still floored that I made that connection between SLA and disco. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I want, well, I'm going to see Steve crashing again at ACFA. I'm going to tell him that. Steve, did you know that when we were doing all this stuff in the 70s, disco was raging? I was like, he's going to go, oh. <laughs> okay. He's going to say, oh, you've lost your mind. <laughs> You're having lots more Alice moments. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> anyway. So, um, oh, I think uh, uh, I think we have uh, somebody. Is Did Professor Nielsen call in? Am I seeing that correctly on the screen here? Um yeah, I think I think she's gonna call in so we can chit chat yep. about something, right? Good. So she's is Professor Nielsen on the phone? I am on the phone. Hey, Professor Nielsen, where are you calling from? Um, calling from New London, Minnesota. New London, not old London, but New London. <laughs> the New London, right? Wow. Yep. Well, welcome to Tea with BVP. We're in the we're in the New East Lansing. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are you calling about? I was just calling in because I had to make sure that you got my question right, which you did with the hint. Yes, I, that was a great hit. And he wouldn't have without the hint. So, but you let's know, be this is how okay, this is how bad I'm trying to not. I'm trying to ignore aged aged Professor Nielsen for myself these days because I need to. Otherwise, I just cry into my <laughs> vodka every night. <laughs> Right. Um, well, you're still rocking, just like Madonna is at 58. Well, so. you know, the thing is that I was trying to suppress the fact that she's 58. That scares the heck out of me because I was trying to oh. put her more like at, you know, 50, 51. But I kind of knew she was 58. The other day mm -hmm. I read something about Barbara Streisand. What is she, like 72 now or something, 71? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Should we look it up? Totally yeah, look scared. it up. You guys are on. You guys, you guys are like the students in class on Facebook. <laughs> She's 74. 74. My gosh, I was I I shaved 2 years off of her already. My gosh. Oh wow. Yeah, so well, thank you for that question and thank you for that challenge. I bet you want a coaster or something, don't you? I would love a coaster. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're just giving away. Okay, I just just for the, everybody to know, this is not the the, the modus operandi of the new season. You don't just call in and get coasters now. But because <laughs> Professor Nielsen did this and challenged me, um, for this one time only, we're going to send you a set of coasters, okay? Woohoo! So make my day. There You're you such go. a giving person. And so when, don't hang up, so Dustin will get your information so that he can send those to you. And thank you for your, thank you for your interaction with us today. Nothing about yeah. language teaching today, just about Madonna? 
What's that? I said nothing about language teaching today, just about Madonna. Just Madonna today. Okay, well, that's I like right. it. That's fine. That's it's respectable. Right. Okay, well, good. Um, Thanks. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Take bye. care. Bye bye. Boy, nobody's. Okay, I'm waiting for people on the third floor to call in. We told them that's their assignment. Um, nobody's even talking about my topic. My, I'm just. What so was your different. topic again? <laughs> Alice, should I tell you, Alice? Okay, Alice, let me tell you, Alice. My, I don't even remember what my topic. Yes. <laughs> what was my topic? It was about the issue of uh, first and second language acquisition at their core hmm. being fundamentally similar. But, you know, except for the outcomes, which is not insignificant, um, and we need to explain that at some point in second language acquisition theory and research. Um, but, but if there's something similar at their core, if not the same, then, then why is language teaching treat, always treat second language acquisition? Not always, but in a, in a, in a, if you look at textbooks and materials and so on, why is it that we treat second language acquisition as what was so different from first language acquisition? There must be a reason that we do that. So that's, you know, that's kind of floating out there. So, anyway, God, did the I've got something on email here for you. Well, this will be an easy answer because I think well, throw it, you throw, my, throw it my way. This is someone, one of your big fans, uh, named Ian, and he says, "Last season, Bill announced that he was publishing a new book aimed at teachers in the fall. When will it be available?" Oh, good question. Um, we are having. Uh, we had a preliminary discussion about it. The manuscript went in in June. Um, you know, always there's revisions and things they ask for and so on. Um, and the problem is the window to do the revisions went by. Um, and I just got the review notes and suggestions the other day. So I, I, we're negotiating when it's going to happen. So uh, we'd still like it to be by ACFA, by the convention, but I'd have to take like two weeks off from work to do it. <laughs> 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 so maybe if you don't see me for the next two weeks, Walter, you know, I'm, biz I'm, I'm beavering, at, beavering away at home like Solzhenitsyn. Um, I, I learned that in Cloud Atlas, that movie, that, huh. that phrase, mm -hmm. beavering away. Uh, I would be beavering away on my book revision. So hopefully, hopefully it'll still come out this fall. But yes, so Ian, thank you for that question. And thank you for remembering. I, I, These listeners remember things. They're not like mm -hmm. Alice. Mm -hmm. They're not like me. <laughs> not like me, my gosh. Okay. Um, we, do we have time for another email question before a phone call comes in? I think a phone call is coming in. I can hear the ring in the back of my headphones. <laughs> Oh no, that's just my ears ringing. I do something well, tonight. Some more here. So. Are you ready? Yeah, give me, give me, a, give us something short and sweet. We've got so many questions on email today. Okay, short and sweet. Well, I'm not sure this is short and sweet, but this is from Christina, and she was at IFLT. Yay, Christine! I hope that we meet. I don't know which Christina it is, so hopefully we do. I don't know, but she says she's going to start teaching Spanish for the very first time in a couple of weeks. She's in a rural community, and she has small classes. One of her classes is only going to be two students. Any suggestions? Ooh, we'll have to come back to that one. That's going to take a little more time. And we got a call, an international call. So we want to take it because there might be some issues of dropping the call because some of the time these international calls into our phone lines are a little harder. So I'm going to go ahead and see. It. We'll, come back to, we'll come back to you, Christine. Um, if it's Jacqueline from Oman calling all the way from Oman. So Jacqueline, are you on the phone? Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Yes, I am. Welcome to Tea with BVP. What time is it there? I'm great. Uh, I'm just. It is quarter to midnight. Oh, wow. oh my gosh! What a trooper! Thanks for calling in. Well, we want to keep you up all night, so we'll just ask you. What do you want to talk about? What are you calling about? 
Well, um, I teach in an international school here, the American International School of Muscat, and we teach world language as opposed to second language. And I wanted to know, what do you think the differences are, and should we be teaching differently? Well, to me, if I understand correctly, world language is just the name for languages other than English, even though English is a world language. So like Spanish is a world language, and French is a world language, and... Um, German is a world language. These are all world languages. And they, uh, teaching, a language is a language is a language in, 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 in my viewpoint. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. Not everybody, but a lot of people would agree with me. So it doesn't make any difference whether you're teaching Russian or German or Japanese or English, that the underlying principles of language teaching should probably be the same. Um, and so it's a matter of the materials available to you and your own background and training. So. Um, if your question, if your question is teaching a language other than English in um, Oman, then my my answer would be I don't see any difference between teaching English and teaching French there, or teaching English and teaching Spanish. Um, that what you could be, what wh the approach you could take could be the same, and maybe should be the same if you're driven by particular principles of language acquisition and contemporary language teaching. So, um, does that answer your question? Is that am I, am I getting at what you're getting at with your question? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually relieved to hear that because I was trained in second language, French as a second language from Canada, and I was a little concerned that maybe I was drifting away into this world language pool and not actually doing right by my students. But that sounds that sounds right to me. We use actful standards, and so I think, yeah, you're right on the money. Yeah, of course. So your classes should be full of input and interaction, focusing on skill development, uh, scaffolding over time, all those kind of great things, um, and worrying less about trying to teach language at students and more helping them acquire language through, through tasks and interactions and things like that. So, yeah. So, good, good. I'm, gl I'm glad we were able to make you feel good about what you want to do if you're not already doing it. How's that? Well, thank you, and I would like, just like to shout out to Profe Calderon for letting our World Language Department know about tea with BVP. Thank you. Well, thank to thanks to Professor Calderon from us. We're glad, and and we are just so happy that you're calling all the way from Oman. This is just terrific. We have people calling all over from the world now, and and listening from all over the world. So, but you're our first from Oman. So we're going to give you a gold star in our in our little book. How's that? Thank you very much. Have All a good evening. All right, Jacqueline. You too. Yes, Go to bed. Night. It's midnight. Go to bed. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I always worry about people calling from all over. You know, when Mercury, who called from Japan, he calls at uh -huh. five in the morning his yep. time, so he can call in at three o'clock our time. And then Jacqueline just called from Oman, and it's, um, what was it she said? It was almost midnight there. Yep. So, ah, these people are troopers. Love them. Love them. Just love them. That's great. Okay. I okay, think back to Christina's question now. Oh, yes. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Christina's question. Since nobody on the third floor is calling, and believe believe you me, Walter, they're going to hear from me tomorrow. <laughs> no pressure. So no she has pressure. a class with two students in it. Any suggestions for how she can still do the things that she learned at IFLT, doing some TPRS stuff with only two students? Well, imagine it this way. Let's look at it this way. Um, you're thinking about it in terms of a class, but what would happen if you were a parent with a child? How do you talk to that child when there's nobody else around? You do one-on-one -on -one stuff. 
with that child, right? And so you, you do storytelling with that child, you get the children to act out and play things with you. So in a certain sense, what, you, what the situation you've got, is it Christina or Christina? Christina. Christina. The situation you got, Christina, is you've got like a little family going on. With you, you, you're the parent and you got two kids, and so you make it look like a, it's more like a family setting than it is a classroom setting, which is actually quite fine. It might even be better. Um, so it's harder to do. I know what you're thinking about in terms of TPRS, for example, like having people help you build the story. Um, but, 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 you know, if you watch parents interact with their kids and um, one-on-one or even just a couple of kids at the same time, you can still do the same kind of thing. It's just, you just don't have a lot of different ideas shout, you know, being shouted out for stories and acting it out and so on. You just have two people. And so I, I think it could still work. I, think, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a problem. I think you could still do it. Um, and so, and another thing too, you might look at, um, uh, not methods, what are, it's, uh, techniques and things that you can do as adjuncts to the TPRS because you don't have to do TPRS 24-7 with your students. You can, you can deviate a little bit and, and add some things in that add a little bit of variation spice that you could do e- more easily with one or two students uh, than something like TPRS. So I think what you want to do is just, you know, is, is adapt TPRS to your needs and, and expand a little bit on your repertoire of techniques and things you can do. So, um, so that if you feel at some point, well, it's not, it's, I, we've already done this, I'm gonna do something else a little bit, then I'll come back to doing some more story work with these, these kids. Um, and that's what I would do. Uh, yeah, I think it could be kind of fun. I would love just having two, two kids for an hour or two. It yeah, would fun. be fun. I try to do that with the Walters kids, but he won't let me. Have, he, won't, he won't let me spend any time alone with his kids. And I can probably figure out why. I love them to death, and they sit on my lap, and they do things, and we talk and interact, and we play together, but only under Walter's presence. Because I'm like the anti-mame. Those kids would come back to his dad, <laughs> and he'd go, "Where did you learn that? From Uncle Bill." <laughs> well, okay. What other questions do we have? Well, While we're waiting for the third floor not to call in. Well, and the third floor has pointed out that they have called in once. Well, there are like 12 or 13 people in that room. One person calls in. Okay, Matt, you're already past my class for this semester. Everybody else, you stay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so Chris on Mixler writes the following. I'll latch onto your topic a bit here. I think we have to consider the fact that regardless of similarities in SLA and FLA processes, we have to tend to differences in input and environment. If we try to acknowledge the similarities between FLA and SLA, how do we go about teaching SLA in a way that mirrors FLA when the amount of input cannot be paralleled? I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater on you, Bill. So we could talk about how do we begin to approach acknowledging SLA-FLA similarities, but we are limited by the structures of schooling and a formal education we have put in place here. Well, first of all, I actually wrote an article back in the 80s called Throwing the Baby Out with the Bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> Go look it up. Um, but uh, but, I, but here's, here's the issue. People often look at the context and say, the context doesn't allow me to do acquisition. And, and my answer always is, the context isn't the problem, it's just time. And you just have to acknowledge that, it's t- that, that second language acquisition takes a long time. A- and there's just no way around that. So you set modest goals, you say, okay, by the end of four semesters with me, they're gonna be at X level uh, of ability. Um, not knowledge, but ability. And then you work toward that. And, and you just set goals and you work toward them. And so it, 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 create, it, it causes a rethinking of, of 
what assessment is and what it means to assign a grade and you know all those great things that come with educational environments. I, I think who's that Chris who's, who asked that question? Yep. I think it's 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 a perennial problem that structured institutionalized education does put constraint uh, not constraints but because we have to assign grades and people we're teachers and they're students as opposed to we're facilitators and they're learners. Those kinds of things um, make people conceptualize things differently, but they don't have to. We 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 can turn those things around, um, and we can make suggestions to the educational system. So that that's that's my answer to that. Okay, we have Mark on the phone. We have Mark from Philadelphia. Ooh, Mark, you're on the phone. Yay! Hey, Mark, were you at the convention? You know, three or four weeks ago. I was at IFLT as. All of us were. We're no, I was talking about I was talking about the Hillary Clinton convention <laughs> of <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> I I kept a real low profile. I hunkered down at home. Oh, okay, but it was too crazy. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I met Mark. Did we meet? I mean, we're not looking at last names, so I don't know. Did we meet at uh, IFLT? Uh, well, uh, yeah, not personally, but I was there. Okay, well. Okay, I probably would recognize you in the crowd. Okay, we only have a couple of minutes left because our show ends in four minutes. So I got about two minutes for you, Mark. So what you calling about? Okay, well we'll, we'll make it real brief. Uh, we were wondering. There's a group of us here, all all teachers, all TPRS teachers, and learning to be trainers as well. Um, and we were wondering what would be your top three picks, your top three topics for professional development. We haven't started school yet, but we're about to. And if you are going to work with language teachers before classes start, what would be your gold, silver, bronze topics? Independently of TPRS as a method? Uh, sure, your point of view. Okay, then because I'm, I've been thinking about things that could work with TPRS as well. One thing would be is the nature of communication and then the second topic would be tasks as opposed to activities and exercises. And the third would be, because you already deal with input, you already deal with some other things. Um, I think probably we'd probably start looking at assessment and milestones, uh, how, how to look at things, uh, measure things independently of TPRS itself. Um, so those those things I would look at the nature of communication, the nature of tasks, as opposed to activities and exercises, and then um, assessment measures and milestones. Wh what we use to to determine development and what our goals are. How's that for an answer? Okay. All right. You're gonna buy, and, you're oh, gonna invite me out to do that workshop sometime for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is the city of brotherly love. I'm a brother and I'm full of love, you know, for my sister. I'm a brother full of love. So I would love to come to the city of brotherly love sometime and, and interact with you all. So let me know, okay? Okay. All right. You know how to get hold of me. Thanks a lot, Mark. Say hi to everybody in the room with you. Ciao. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Thanks for calling in. I love that. <laughs> Poor guy said the convention. I thought everybody knew what I meant by the convention. That was, that was cute. That was really cute. Oh my God, we have to start wrapping up. Look at this. It's already almost the end of the show. So I got to do the acknowledgements, our standard acknowledgements. You ready, Galica? You ready, Walter? Yeah. Well, let's do our thank yous. Our first thank you always goes to Daniel Trago, who's our technical producer, who's the guy at the board that makes everything happen. We want to thank our media producer, producer Luca Giapponi, who just came back from Italy this week. 
We're happy to have him back. The talented and trusted call handler and our muscle man who bounces people at our conventions, Dustin DeFelice. <laughs> our wonderful assistant production manager, Jeff Maloney. I don't know if he's here today, Jeff. I don't know if he came today, but uh, he's, he's there, around somewhere. Right? He was. I saw him at one point. We want to thank the College of he's Arts here. and Letters at Michigan State University, especially our wonderful dean, Christopher Long. We love him. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed in this program do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any other official entity of Michigan State University. And of course, we always thank our listeners out there as well, although I am angry today with the third floor. Okay, so next <laughs> week is the first Thursday of the month, so it's a show where you can call in about anything. There's no special topic next week. Until next Thursday, have a great weekend. Have a great beginning of the school year, everybody. And of course, happy second language acquisition to all. Say goodbye, kids. Bye, Cheers. everybody. Yay. Say it in German. Next Woche. Auf Wiedersehen. Okay. See y'all later. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>